This is Maureen Kafkis, the Brain BS Coach, here to tell you about the episode today. So in this episode, I am talking about a concept that I read about in Terrence Reel's book called Us. It's an amazing book, and every single one of you should run out and buy it, even if you're not in a relationship. It shows you everything there is to know about human minds and how they work. And one of the concepts that are in there that are my favorite are the maladaptive child self versus the wise adult self. How we act in our maladaptive child self, he refers to as dysfunctional relational stance. We use this as a coping skill and a strategy in every area of our life whenever we get triggered. Becoming aware of what triggers it and how we react when we're in that place is the first step toward becoming our wise adult self. Hence the name of the episode on the Brain BS podcast this week episode number 129 called Wise Up. Do you want more out of your life but not exactly sure what that might be? Are you longing for something but can't quite put your finger on what it is? That is the universe speaking to you and it is time to listen up. I'm your host, Maureen Kafkis, the Brain BS Coach. I created the Brain BS Podcast to help people define what success means to them and show them how to get it. I help you to let go of fear and doubt and prepare your nervous system for success. I show you how to understand your own energy and to trust yourself to make all the decisions. If you are ready to go inward and stop looking outside yourself for all the answers, this is the podcast for you. Now let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the Brain BS Podcast. So today I want to talk to you about something that I read in a book called Us by Terrence Real. And in that book, he talks about relationships. The way he looks at relationships, and I love it, is that it's an us mentality. You can't be looking out for yourself all the time when you're in a relationship with someone else. You have to both kind of be looking out for each other and aware of compromising and taking care of each other in the way that that person needs to be taken care of, not in the way that you think they need to be taken care of. So that's, that's my take. It's all about being relational in relationships and not out for yourself. But of course, there's going to be a little bit of taking care of yourself as well, because as we've learned here at the Brain BS Podcast, self-love and self-care has to come first before anything else can. But I want to specifically talk to you today about a concept that he shares about the maladaptive child self versus the wise adult self. Basically, when I, when I hear things in different language, I like to present them to you in hopes that if something didn't resonate with you in a way I said it before, maybe this time it will resonate. A lot of it is honestly the same things being told in different ways and in different situations. But so the maladaptive child self is the primitive brain in you. That is a part of your brain where you are reactive, you act out, you are emotional, and you're not in, ch- in charge of what you say or do with people. This part of your brain is what I would also refer to as the ego, if I was talking in Eckhart Tolle terms. And if I'm talking my terms, it's brain BS. Okay, so brain BS usually makes you feel pretty uncomfortable. 
and you know when you're in your maladaptive child self because you tend to feel kind of crappy. You're feeling some sort of uncomfortable emotion that leads to you taking actions you normally wouldn't take and it typically gives you a result that you are not going to like. From a psychological perspective, we might refer to this part of your brain and when you act this way as being emotionally immature. Now on the flip side of that, the wise adult self, that's the prefrontal cortex in your brain. You might want to call that your higher self or maybe your soul. That part of your brain responds in situations and doesn't react. It tends to not be as emotional. It sees the whole picture. It appears to be more emotionally mature. Many of us can spend a great deal of time in our wise self but none of us stay there all the time. It's not possible if you're a human with a brain. Sooner or later, somebody or something or a situation triggers us because we get stressed and we leave that part of our brain that's got it so together and figured out and we go to our maladaptive child self that we created when we were little as a defense mechanism and a way of coping with life and a way of coping in relationships. Typically, we call that the dysfunctional relational stance. It's what your maladaptive child self keeps repeating in relationships reactively over and over and over again. So another sign that you're in your maladaptive child self, other than the fact that you feel pretty crappy you're pretty reactionary and you're typically causing problems somewhere. You also are going to be doing something that I'm calling it, this is paraphrasing here, one-upping and one-downing. So it looks kind of like this. Say I go on social media and I see somebody that I went to school with uh, 10 years ago and she looks amazing and she looks like she has an amazing life. I might look at those pictures and start to feel kind of shitty about my own life. I might not feel good about myself. I might think that I look too heavy, that I look older than her, that I wish I had a different house, that I wish my life was better, that I wish I had a different husband. This is what we call one downing. This makes us inferior to the other person. And then right after that happens, our brain likes to counter sometimes with a one-upper. And that could be, well, the only reason why she has all that stuff is because she was lucky enough to find someone who makes a lot of money. She didn't do anything to earn that money. She has everything handed to her. So why wouldn't she be happy? Why wouldn't she look good? She doesn't have to deal with the things that I have to deal with. And just like that, in the blink of an eye, we are superior to the other person. So you see how it works? So we do this, and not only do we do this like in our, when we're really triggered, but some people do this day in and day out, all day long. In fact, many of us do. We're, we're living our lives by comparing ourselves to other people constantly. I mean, I can't think of anything more exhausting, and I know because I used to do it myself. It was this internal game going on in my mind, this keeping score of who's doing better than who and who has what, and what do I need to feel like I'm ahead. And I wasn't even doing it consciously. 
if I if I knew I was doing it, I would have stopped because I would have realized that I could live so differently and I could feel so much more peace and so much more calm. It's it's just exhausting when you're doing the compare and despair. And by the way, it's all total brain BS. <laughs> so there is no one upping, one downing. There's no inferior or superior. We are all inherently worthy just by being here and being alive on the planet with the soul inside us. So it's just a game that our minds like to play. And if we're not aware of it, we can get caught up in it hook, line, and sinker. Some people can spend a relatively short time in their maladaptive self if they are pretty aware. Some people can spend months in that place. Some people live in that place because they never bother to learn how to manage their minds and understand that they are creating the realities in their life by the way they're thinking. They are not consciously aware that they are doing anything wrong. They don't see the whole picture. There's people who see life as everyone is out to get them. Everything has a negative connotation to it. And because of their brain filters, they really believe this. So those subconscious brain filters that I've talked about on other podcast episodes, those are like your little patterns and themes that you have. Those play into your maladaptive child self as well. It's all tied together. It's all subconscious programming. And subconscious programming is the most magnetic energy that you have. So no matter how consciously you want to do something and you want to change your behavior, until you address the subconscious programming that's going on inside you, you can't. Let's talk a little bit about different examples of what it looks like if you're in your maladaptive child self. Say I'm sitting here um, relaxing, I worked all day, and I decide that I want to lay down and watch a little TV before um, my husband gets home. Then he gets home and says, where's dinner? Well, if I respond, I was really tired and I didn't feel like making dinner tonight. We're going to have to order something in or it's going to be an egg night. <laughs> That's what we do when we don't feel like cooking. That would be my wise adult self being open and honest and explaining that I'm too tired to make dinner. When I make the choice to respond from my wise adult self, then my husband is more than likely to respond in kind and he will be understanding and not have a problem with me not making dinner. If my maladaptive child self decided to respond to my husband when he came home and said that, she might say, do I look like the cook here? How did this even end up happening? I work now. Why are you at, why are you always looking for me to provide all the meals? So that would be, then I get angry and then I get worked up and then I start thinking about all the other things he doesn't do around the house, which is not accurate because he does a ton around the house, but I'm giving you an example here. And that all might stem from the fact that when I was little, I watched my mom and dad and I watched my mom cooking for my dad every night and him not maybe being as grateful as he should be and not praising her as much as he should have. And then this is where I'm at with it. And this is how I've carried this on in my own life. And it's from witnessing what I saw when I was younger. And let's be clear, when you respond, or I should say react from the maladaptive child self, 
your spouse, partner, whoever it is that you're having the interaction with is more than likely going to respond from that place too and get defensive and have all kinds of stuff that they have to say about what you are doing wrong. So the maladaptive child self is triggered when we're stressed and we can be stressed all the time because we have 60,000 thoughts a day and most of them are brain BS. So even though a situation might not on the surface look like it warrants a big reaction, it can still happen because we have this whole little world going on inside our brain with all kinds of stuff going on there and all kinds of thoughts and we're keeping all kinds of scores and tracking everything that's happening and it can really get triggered quite easily. One of the ways that Terrence Real says we can become more aware of when it's getting triggered is by keeping a self-esteem journal so that you can actually track when you find yourself one-upping people or one-downing them. When you're comparing yourself and you're trying to make yourself feel inferior or superior. And when you get to that point and you start doing that and when your maladaptive child self gets triggered, what's happening right before that takes place? What's going on in your mind? Did you have a thought? Did you have an interaction with someone? What was happening that set you up for getting triggered and going into the maladaptive child part of you? You have to become aware of it in order to do anything about it. This is also why we do brain drains, the separating fact from fiction, and identifying our primary state of mind. It all ties together. It's all related. The maladaptive child self believes all its brain BS, all of it. So you can imagine that nothing's going to be solved and nothing good is going to happen if two adults in a relationship are operating from their maladaptive child self. I also just want to point out to you that there's nothing wrong with you because you have a maladaptive child self. At one point in your life, the skills that you acquired in your dysfunctional relational stance was actually working for you. It worked in your family of origin or wherever, you know, whatever setting you grew up in. It worked then, and then you just never discarded it. You've just been carrying it with you, and it's really not meant for us to keep for life. It's We're meant to try to go into our higher self. That's why we're all here, to try to evolve into a more conscious, a more aware, a more wise adult self who is emotionally mature, sees the whole picture, and is able to respond to situations and not react to them the majority of the time. Doesn't that sound amazing? Well, I'm going to tell you how to do it. Because the next book I'm going to talk about is Why Talking is Not Enough, Eight Loving Actions That Will Transform Your Marriage by Susan Page. And she tells us how to approach our relationships from a spiritual standpoint. Until then, though, we want to try to stay in our wise adult self as much as possible. But what I really want you to do, and which is really necessary and a lot of people try to avoid, I want you to cultivate a loving relationship with your maladaptive child self. I know you learned something valuable here today. I'll see you next episode. Thanks for being here and learning about Brain BS. I hope you enjoyed listening to the episode as much as I enjoyed creating it for you. If you did, please take a little time to do a quick review, give me five stars, and share it with everyone you know. If you're actually interested in being on the podcast yourself or have questions about it, you can find me in the Brain BS podcast community on Facebook. See you next time.